0: And we are recording. Good evening. Welcome, everybody, to the Healthy Brotherhood Experience. Black Man Runs the Healthy Brotherhood Experience. I am your host, J.T. Hill, in the ATM co-host, my brother, Lusar Boyd, up there, uh, out of the 313 Detroit, Michigan. Detroit. And we have a special guest tonight, uh, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, where it's nice and pretty. Brother Jay Tinsley. Hello,
1: oh, Jay hello. Tinsley. I had to give up the nickname JT. I mean,
0: uh, hey, you know, hey you brother, are you own it. We can share it. We can share it. It's all good. <laughs> Although when October rolls around, it's Jaytober, not October. I'm just saying. It's, it's my birthday month, so. I share that too. Me and Ed both share birthday. But all uh, welcome Jake.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey man, we're glad to have you. We're switching it up a little bit. We've touched on uh some different topics uh from mental health to um, we've talked with the Denver chapter before. Um, we've talked with uh, brother Aaron Perry out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin about some of his initiatives and we decided, hey, let's turn the corner and uh, focus on something else, trail running. All right. I feel honored. Yeah. So, um, Brother Jay, tell us about your running background. What got you started running? How long have you been running?
1: So at this point, my wife first is my shtick, because I pretty much tell the story the same way all the time. But, I mean, I don't know if all of us like this, but people tend to think that, we were runners in in high school you know yeah i ran track in high school and that wasn't my story at all I and mean, i played baseball but i wasn't a super athletic kid I, you know um, wasn't in shape at all or anything like that and it wasn't until shortly after i graduated college me and my college girlfriend broke up and i decided that i needed to get in better shape if i wanted to find some new girlfriends so then i started putting a, you know an increased focus on my physical wellness at that point and honestly at first I couldn't run like it just my body I was too heavy at that point my body wasn't prepared for it so I got on the elliptical for a while you know did a couple miles there half hour whatever and I honestly don't remember exactly when I started like the first year I started running but I do remember I was living in Boston probably the second time around so we're thinking 2007 2008 and I didn't live far from the Charles River which if any of you know, is like beautiful running loop. Like, it's just perfect. I do not do it in the wintertime, but most of the times of the year, it's just really nice. The skyline you get to see from the Storrow Drive side, you get to see, you know, Harvard, MIT and all that. And you get onto the Memorial Drive side, you get to see the Boston skyline. Like, it's just gorgeous. And I just ran, you know, I had some friends that run. I just run, never really, never all that thoughtful about it. And when I moved out here about 11 years ago, again, still just running, you know, trying to drop weight, trying to be generally healthy, but just running, you know, aimlessly. And honestly, it wasn't until I joined BMR um, pretty much right after the Phoenix chapter um, started that I began running with a purpose you know, you get all these brothers out here talking about races and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm you know, training for Boston. I'm training for New York, Chicago. And it's just like, all right, well, what should I be doing? I mean, I'm not doing enough here. And finally, um, I forget whether it was um, Ezra or Raf, like I was like, yeah, man, you can run a marathon. Sign up for Mesa. It's a nice, you know, fast downhill, local. Like, why not? Great time of year. And they got me to sign up for it. And From there on, like, I mean, I had done some races, but that was like the, well, you got to train for this. You got to be serious about this. And since then, while I don't necessarily train for races, I am running with a purpose. Like I have an end of the year goal. I want to do a certain amount of miles on the trails. Like I want to do a certain amount of miles a week. I just want to keep my body moving and everything else I do you know, whether it's weight training, stretching, yoga, getting in the pool in the summertime, is aimed at trying to make sure that I can run for as long as possible.
2: Awesome, man! That that um, Mesa Marathon, I've done that one, man. That's going. I it was funny because I train in Detroit, and I'm thinking it's going to be hot, man. That starting line was colder than the Free <laughs> Press Marathon. man. Oh yes. You
1: know? oh yes. I mean, you're up in the mountains; you're all away from the heat island too. So. It's cold up there. I mean, they got the fire pits and whatnot. But once you leave the mountains, sun comes up. And once the sun comes up around here, you're cooking. And you enter that heat island. The You know, the heat's rising off the pavement. It's rough. It's rough. You know? So you go from cold to hot. I mean, you... I don't even know if I can say hot, but you go to go from cold to sunny is a challenge here. Okay. Once 60? that sun comes up, it's a different kind of animal. Yeah. Okay. And 60 degrees feels like 75, 80.
0: Wow. Yes.
1: Yeah. The sun is the killer here. And In it's almost always coming. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So from what I understand, too, there's a part of Arizona, I think, where people drive through and they have to. Pull over and, and open the hood of their cars or something before they either go up or go down, I, I get it backwards. I'm trying to think of what yeah, that you know, is. Is that Mason? Uh, no, I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, I got to do some I've research on my state now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something I, I've heard from a few people driving through Arizona. Um, which I found kind of fascinating. Uh, I have never been to the state of Arizona. Sorry, maybe
2: I
1: mean, you got an open invitation, that. so okay. Arizona,
2: come on out. I was in a conversation. I remember I was going through Sedona and we were on our way to the Grand Canyon. And when the Grand Canyon opened up, it was like silence of the lamb. It's like, there is a God it was like the most beautiful thing on this planet man when i seen the grand canyon when you see it on tv it's one thing but it's when different. you see seeing it in real life it's like it's like looking at a sunset and then you take a picture of it with your camera you're like man this ain't getting it yeah it doesn't do it justice
1: i mean that's what one thing i like one of the things i love about arizona is i mean like, yes the weather is great but the diversity of the weather like Mm-hmm. Summertime here is hot. Obviously, it's dumb hot, the dumbest of all hot. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. But in July, I can drive two hours north to Flagstaff, and while it'll be 95, but 95 without humidity is perfect, and it cools down at night. Right now, like you know, we don't really see snow or anything like that. But again, drive two hours north to Flagstaff. Flagstaff, I think they're up to like 11 feet of snow so far this season. Wow. So I mean, we have. Different types of terrain. Mm-hmm. We have different types of vegetation and forests and stuff like that. You know, I mean, the elevation, Flagstaff's at, I mean, I think Phoenix itself is at like about a thousand feet above sea level. Flagstaff is at right at 7,000. And depending where you go, like Mount Humphreys up there, I think tops at like 12,5. So there's plenty of places you can go within the state to get different types of running. And that's one of the things I love about it. And it's not far. I mean, again, Flagstaff is two hours away. We you want to head down to, I got a buddy who has a cabin. I don't know. It's called the Magoyan Rim, uh, which is just about at 8,000 feet. But it's all coniferous forests and trees and pine trees. I mean, it's stunning up there. The trail running up there is so different than anything I would do around here. Right here, I'm running on rock, bedrock, and you know, I'm in, I'm in a valley, it's desert, cactus, maybe a couple of wildflowers, stuff like that. Up there, you might see an elk. You know, you, you might have mountain lion, like you got to keep your eyes open a bit more. Man.
2: Right.
0: Yikes. Nice joke. All I can say is yikes. Luci. <laughs> what I just tell you a little while ago. Uh, mm. Wow. <laughs> so it, so it sounds like uh similar to denver you have a variety and some really interesting um terrain to cover and scenery as far as you're running is is that how you kind of developed uh this love for trail running i know you're big on trail running i mean honestly
1: so My, I don't think I started trail running until the pandemic. And I mean, I lucked out with the timing there. I ran the Mesa Marathon a month before the pandemic started. So I was able to get that race in, whereas a lot of people had their races canceled. I mean, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to train for 16 weeks and be like, just kidding. (laughs) But at that point, I wasn't worried about time or pace or anything like that. I'm just running, you know, and I knew I couldn't register for anything. We didn't know what was going on in the world. So it's just like, what am I going to do? And that is sort of the magic of trail running. I mean, yes, there are competitive trail runners out there. There's people who's racing and stuff like that. But like, you're just out there. Like, you I know I can't run as fast on the trails as I do on pavement. So I'm not even trying. I'm stopping. I'm taking pictures. I'm looking at flowers. Like, I mean, there are obviously sections that are a little bit more technical where I have to just hike up. Like, I can't run that. You know, even sometimes going down, I'm like, all right, we're going to take it a little bit easy because I don't want to you know tear my ACL or anything like that but the reason that it has I don't say the reason it's appealed to me but the reason that I'm able to do it so much and really enjoy it is really just the accessibility around here Mm -hmm. I live I can run into downtown Phoenix like where Super Bowl Central was and stuff like that like I can run there that's about six miles if I run two miles north or two miles east I'm in the preserves I'm in the mountain. I've got all this elevation gain and it's just so accessible. Like I don't have to go far to do any of this. If I want to explore a little bit more, there's plenty available, but if I just want to need, I'm like, "Ah, I just need to do a 10 K, get a little bit of elevation in. Like I'm out of pocket for maybe two hours and I'm back home and it doesn't cause any issues with my kids, my wife, family, anything like that. So it's really that accessibility that has made me like, you know, lock into like, I should really make this a part of my life. I love being out there. I love being in nature. It is freeing. And then it's around the corner.
0: That's awesome. That is pretty awesome. Especially with it being so close by, you don't really have to drive anywhere then to do your run.
1: Yeah. I mean, theoretically I don't, I mean, there were, I haven't done in a while, but there, there have been times where I've ridden my bike to, you know, PSYP, and then done a trail run around there. Um, what I'm looking for is like the ideal, I don't know, it always feels silly to get in your car to drive somewhere to run. So I'm looking for a good crossover trail running sneaker that I'll feel comfortable running two miles on the pavement to get to the mountain and then being in the mountain to feel you know supported and stuff like that.
0: Wow. So that's what you mentioned trail running shoes, uh, a lot different than shoes you're running in on pavement.
1: So I learned that the hard way here, even before I started running, you know, doing a lot of hiking. And I there's a Superstition Mountains, which is out it's about an hour east of Phoenix. Beautiful range. There's a hike called Flatiron. Like the the prominence looks like a an old school flat iron. It's about six miles round trip. So I did that, well, I think eight years ago. Um, and I was, did it in regular, like running sneakers, just not, you know, I'm not thinking it and my feet were killing me at the end, killing me. Cause I just didn't have the support I needed to be trekking on again, bedrock for six hours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, trying to be smarter. Once I got into trail running here, making sure I had the proper footwear I and mean, again, whether it's the hardness of the rocks as opposed to pavement or even concrete for that matter. And just the pointiness, we have a lot of loose pebbles. We have a lot of pointy rocks. Like I just needed my feet to be more protected. Again, I want to be doing this for a long time. So I have my sneaker shelf in my in my, in my garage. I think I have three pairs of pavement shoes. And then I think I have three pairs of trail shoes at this point
0: yeah you gotta, you gotta be able to rotate them too yeah what'd you, you say you gotta rotate those jokers
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and i got my race pair you know i'm like all right this is a little bit lighter stuff like that i got my daily trainers like i've, I've gone that deep into trail running at this point
2: wow awesome mm-hmm. awesome i remember meeting you last year when i we, we were at the airport and I was like, "There he is! That's Jay right there." That was an awesome meetup we had. That was, there. Yeah. man, that was dope. epic, epic time, man. We got a real good camaraderie with between me, you, and all the Denver guys, and a few of the guys. Philadelphia, I think, came in the house, and a few other states was there. And then yeah, I end up dope. getting, I end up getting. That's how I end up getting the term Uncle Lou. My nephew came. <laughs> <laughs> I see my nephew been hanging out with the Denver guys too now. and everything. Okay. Yeah. That's how you that. got the Go. name. Okay. I'm hiking. They they've been doing that that real good hiking, man.
1: Yeah. So I've so seen them in the... Yeah, they got some beautiful terrain up there. I mean, I gotta. I'm bummed that when we were up there, we didn't actually we didn't have the time to actually make it to the trails. But I know there was before we headed up to Estes Park. That was the plan is to hit some trails but I'll make it up there again. I mean, that's that's what's the beauty of living out here is that all these places are relatively easily, easily accessible. Um, there's a couple of us from Phoenix. We're going up to Salt Lake City next month in a couple of weeks. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, to do some. We've got to doing something with Socrates up there. I know part of it is that they want to do some uh, road running. And then they want us to do some trail running. So I'm excited to like have this whole new experience and a whole new place. I mean, the road running will be fun enough, uh, but I'm excited to get on the trails out there too.
2: Have you ever been to Utah? Um,
1: so my first trail race was actually in Utah. About a year and a half ago, I did the Dead Horse 30K in Moab. And um, so south, southeastern Utah. Um, some of the most gorgeous terrain i've ever seen like again i went into this race never done anything never never raced before have no intentions of winning i'm just like i'm sightseeing you know i'm just gonna you know stop every once in a while take pictures hang out with people at the aid stations like i really wanted to like take in the experience again like different from a road race where i'm just like don't stop ever just keep running you got to beat that person you got to catch that person i was like no, 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 no. I'm in a national park right now. <laughs> Hang out. Like, this is really cool. What else? Am I gonna, oh, there's like microorganisms and, and the rocks and stuff. Like, I want to see everything, you know? Right. Somebody points out a hawk, and I was like, I got to stop. We got to get a picture of it, you know? So, yeah, southern Utah, between that and we went, I did the Vacation Races Zion Half Marathon last March. I mean, that was on the road, but just like the beauty of southern Utah like is, and that's only six and a half, seven hours from us here, so Pretty easily accessible.
2: Are you carrying fuel with you when you go on the trails? Are you carrying a vest or anything? So it all
1: depends. When I typically go out around here, um, right now it's a little bit different because it's cooler. I'm not really worried about you know being dehydrated. Again, it was only a 10-minute drive from my house, so I have likely fueled before I've even gone. So no. Okay, um, I, I am doing a 13K trail race. Uh, on April 2nd and they got aid station stuff like that. So I think like I'm pretty comfortable at that point, even though the heat will start to turn up a little bit, like, no, I won't need a vest. Once the heat really kicks up. Oh, if I try to do any trails over the summertime, absolutely. You know, I'll absolutely, I mean, I bought a new camel pack this, um, this winter just in preparation for that. I, you know, one of the things that's been hitting me hard out here is I lose my, I lose so much in fluids and electrolytes and I've started to like cramp up pretty seriously. So bring the salt tablets with me, bring an extra elect- electrolytes with me loading up on that, you know, the night before the morning of and stuff like that, just to try to keep my body right. Like I learned the hard way. Like I used to be able to muscle through it. And now yeah. I realized oh, I don't got to live like this.
0: <laughs> there's,
1: there's no pride in being like,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm fine. My, everything
1: hurts. Like, no, 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 no. I don't got to live like this. <clears throat> Bring the water, bring the electrolytes, fuel ahead of time. Like it's all, everything is going to feel so much better if you approach your runs more thoughtfully and wisely.
2: So. Right, no doubt. Yeah. How, how did you start with um, Black Men Run? What was, what was happening?
1: So the story, as the story goes, I, 2017, the rock and roll, Arizona half marathon. A couple of friends that had convinced me to to run it. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like I had a number in my head that I wanted to beat, but I just ran it for fun. When I got home, they were showing highlights of the race on TV, and one of the highlights they showed was there was an older white gentleman who had fallen down near the end of the race, and I saw a brother in a BMR T shirt pick him up and walk him across the finish line. I'm pretty sure pretty sure it was Demo out of Iowa. Oh okay. It took me the longest time to figure out who it was. But like now I'm like, no, no, he was wearing a kilt. That was Demo. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah Demo.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah that's
1: one. key. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. I mean yeah. it's funny. He's out here for so many different races, but he never like gives us a heads up or anything. We just like, you know, we're all lining up for the Scottsdale half marathon. There he is. Like, I mean, yep. he's here all the time. Um, always good to see him. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I saw the shirt and I was like, Well, what, what's that? So I googled it, found out that there's a chapter here. It, I mean, I think it had just started the weekend before. So started attending a cousin, you know, Jared, another big trail runner. He started attending with me and then it just became a part of life, you know? Um, and probably more importantly for me, I know is that it became part of my family's life, you know, being out and moving here from the Northeast, moving to Phoenix are, you have to do a little bit of actual work to find black people. You just do, um, And that became my, my black people. Um, And it became like this, the the black people that my kids could be around, my family could be around, you know, Um, which is, I mean, again, as as diverse as their school is and stuff like that, like, you know, there were no black people. Um, So it was really good for them to just spend some time with other black men. And then shoot, for me, it was amazing. Like my, you know, my dad passed away at 55, know my views of what it meant to like get older as a black male were just like all right well you get old you get out of shape pass away early that sucks Mm -hmm. and joining BMR showed me that there was this whole other lifestyle I was like wait a second all these brothers is active they got their stuff together they're working hard to be healthy in all the ways not just physically but also mentally and spiritually you know taking care of their families kids have gone up and done this I mean they're racing their kids out here and I was just like well, that's what I want to do now. That's what I want my life to be like. And, you know, I say all the time, you know, particularly people, I say, hey, if you're going to, you know, run a marathon against stuff like that, I was like my goal, I see my, our two best runners are 63 years old. And one is just fast as hell. he's just, I mean, I, he's always been fast. The other one just qualified for, he's running in Boston this year after qualifying at Mesa last year. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not fast enough to qualify for Boston today, but my goal is to keep my body, my mind and my spirit right so that when I hit 60, I'm going to qualify then. That's a good thing. I mean, these brothers show me the light, you know, just by being there, just by demonstrating what what healthy living can look like, you know, past 40.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. Main thing, we're getting brothers moving, man. We will want you to move, you know, body in motion stays in motion. You don't have to, we're all gonna get older. Um, you know, some things you may not be able to avoid, some things you may be able to put off, prolong just by what you are doing, you know. So do us in our control, and not only that is more than just uh physically healthy, you know. It affects your mental health, spiritual health. You got a brotherhood now. Your kids got a bunch of uncles. You know, <laughs> you're good to go. Petey met all of his uncles this past weekend, so he's, he's, thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> he's thrilled, man. So we have, uh, we do have a black man run trail running group. Uh, it's trail running, obstacle obstacle course running. Yeah. Um, and I think ultra marathon uh, running teams. Um, so are, are either, either one of y'all in those groups.
1: I'm an ambassador for it, okay. um, but I haven't done like I've been a part of a, like a race team or anything like that, that yet. I don't know if I'm on that level. I mean, I'm working, but I don't know if I'm on that level yet. Yeah. What
0: yeah, about I'm you? Am, Sorry.
2: No, I'm ambassador You're for right. the um, tra- trail runners for Detroit but as far as racing most of my racing is just me against me mm-hmm. you know it's just Lucier going out there signing up for something that people think is crazy i like signing up for things that i am excited and scared to do at the same time so this year i'm you know you know what my goal is this year right and it's going to take a lot of a lot of training and prayer to com- complete what I plan on doing this year. <laughs> All right. You can go ahead and spill it. I
1: know. Yeah, man. I got it.
2: <laughs> um, I'm going out for the 100-miler this year. Word. Okay. Yay. All right. 100-miler All trail that right. are known as the Woodstock Hallucination 100. Because you're going to be hallucinating somewhere up in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: I'm hallucinating now. Just thinking about it.
2: <laughs> just thinking about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you learn you know, what a ultra marathon is. And then you hear Lou Sire talking about he's going to do a hundred miles. And I'm like, what?
1: I'm not there yet. Um, I would like to do an ultra at some point. Like that's definitely in the car just to say that I've done it. The hundred milers. No, but one of the things we've been working on locally, I mean, we've got a couple guys that are big into there. Um, you know, I mean, because we have some real, we have obviously a lot of trails. We have some great local trail running organizations. Um, and I know one of the brothers is actually, I'm pretty sure he's on the Aravipa ra- racing team, but they regularly do the Hapalina 100. They get up and do the Coca-Dona 250. Like, I mean, Crown King Scramble 50K. Like, I mean, this brother's out there doing it. One of the things we've tried to do, and again, I really appreciate our local race organization, um, running organizations for this, is that trying to highlight um, underrepresented communities that are into trail running. So particularly with Aravipa, we did a Instagram live series, I guess, last winter, um, really to you know one highlight black blackman run they were like yeah we'd love to do that we think that's a great idea but also like to talk have us talk about what like what trails we run are we in traveling, because it is so i mean generally it's so much more difficult to think about getting into something when you're like none of y'all look like me like i'm not comfortable out there you know i'm gonna get out in the woods i mean i'm gonna get out into like rural arizona and trust y'all to have my back like yeah so Um, they've worked really hard to try to, you know, help us increase our comfort level. And that's been great. So, I mean, me personally, just being out there, making sure I post all the pictures, register for the races, making sure that folks know about the races. Um, I'm hoping that helps. We are working on incorporating trail runs into our weekly runs, make sure, just give people the opportunity to do it. The timing is always kind of challenging because, you know, fall is race season. So no one's going out there trying to roll an ankle before a race. we got the big race, you know, Boston's coming up. So it's like, all right, let's be easy on that. Because again, no one's trying to roll an ankle. And then the summertime is just hot as hell. But, you know, the brothers want to get out there. They want to try it out. So just trying to create those opportunities. And then one thing where this is my goal for this, I think it's usually Halloween weekend the Javelina 100 they have a 100 mile in and 100k it's Halloween weekend and they always ask us kind oh, of yeah you know we, could we have a um, BMR tent up you know we'd love to represent stuff like that was like bet. but it's kind of a, a bit much for like me to be out there for 24 hours uh, we usually have the tent set up and one of the guys who runs it like that's what he uses as an aid his aid station because it's uh, I think it's like five loops around this uh, around the park but well, we have a couple guys that are doing it this year, or at least planning to do it. And I saw someone on our Facebook who, I think, I think they were from Colorado, but they plan- they've already registered for it. So my goal is to get enough of us to man that tent. So not only are we out there running, but we're also representing, mm-hmm. we're out there. I mean, they do like a midnight party, something like that. Apparently it's pretty wild. I'm excited for it. But I want us to show in force right and that's the goal for this year you know
0: that sounds like fun man so so a hundred miles everybody take a second and just wrap their head around that i just got introduced to ultra marathons uh last year i was like what 51 miles it's like two marathons and now you're talking about ultra marathon this that is that's absolutely amazing. I know the percentage of marathoners is extremely small. So I'm guessing the percentage of ultra marathoners is even smaller.
1: You got to figure, right?
0: Yeah. Got to be smaller. Um, that's no small. And that's no small feet pun intended.
2: Um, uh, no, I don't know if you guys have read the the new book that David Goggins had come out recently over the last year. It's an awesome awesome book called Um Not Finish. And he goes about talking about how he was um ran his, I think it was a, somewhere between a hundred and forty to two hundred and some miles. But it was it was some unridiculous number that that you would say, why would you do that? You know, some people Yeah, like 200. what's wrong with it? <laughs> yeah. I, so he made one of the guys asked me said, cause I want to do the 50 miler this year. And then the guy just says, Hey Lou, why do the 50 miler when you can do a hundred miler and you'll get the 50 miler in the training? I said, you know what? You crazy. I'm not doing no hundred miler, man. And then two weeks later, I remember it like it was yesterday. I woke up in the morning and he said, you know what? I'm going to do that hundred miler. He didn't plant a seed in me. And I at two weeks before higher, I was like no way I was looking like JT over here like uh-uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it, I just find it, you know I really can't even conceive of it that you're and that's, that was me miles I can't I, I I cannot conceive of it um and in order for me to prepare and do something like that I I have to see it up here. I, I just can't see it, but, uh, people are doing it. So we know it's doable. It's as David Goggins would say, how bad do you want it? <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. That bad. <laughs> well, you it know. I that, might that, be like, one day alone, like, yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know how, just the idea of like, I mean, that's half the reason why I don't want to do another marathon is like, again, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well. Mm -hmm. and to put your body through something like that you have to prepare it that's why they have marathon training yeah right again what's your long run you got like one long run of 18 miles 20 miles something like that otherwise you're just like doing weekly mileage like i can't even fathom what training looks like for an ultra you know Um, the day of i'm like all right bet like just stay on your feet you know you got to stop the whole eating thing is weird too people eating whole burritos and stuff like that like i barely eat before a race in general like even the marathons, I'm like, ah, protein shake, and that's it, because I can't have a whole lot of stuff going on, but, like, you're running for, you know, however many hours, you have to eat, and you have to eat well, you know, and you're going to have to use the bathroom at some point, like, you're going to have to go through all your daily motions during the race, Yeah. so that's a whole nother level that I'm, you know, have to get comfortable with, that's why I don't know about the 100-miler, but, you know, get me
0: out there for a 50k,
2: what is that, 31, 32 miles, like, yeah, I, I, I have, I've had four 50 Ks under my belts. And I've heard that the 50 K that I do is, it's a mountainous when you climb in mountains. I've heard people say that it's easier than doing a 50 um, miler. That's, that's, th- that's not mountainous. So I figure, oh, I might as well just keep, keep going. You know, it take, takes me about nine to 12 hours to do 50 50k and that's that's climbing mountains at some serious altitudes but normally i said it take about what eight hours five let's see if if you do a just a five-hour marathon just for a 50k you you only got what five more miles for for 50k after 26.2 yeah. miles so you can do that in another hour and a half it's just saying slap on another hour and a half right there so that's 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 only what six, seven, seven hours, somewhere in there. And then just multiply that times three, which is 90. You know, you're doing 30, 60, 90. You know, add another 10, slap another 10 on there to get 100. You're know? <laughs> you, you, like adding a whole lot. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Seeing somebody do that, that's some definite motivation
2: uh you know. well the trick the trick to that to the 100 miler from i've been studying it myself like okay what do i need to do i need to be on a 14 15 minute pace you can you don't you don't want to go out on your normal running pace at no, all. No. so you have to learn how to do that and from i have a lot of 100 milers around me ultra runners so they also like you were saying about the fuel jay you gotta you go in full go in, go in that race field up just like a tank of gas. And you take that just like a cup of water. Don't let that water go down or you're going to, you're going to be jacked up. Every time you get to a fuel station, refill back up because your fuel is what's going to keep you. You're going to need all your calories and especially all of your electrolytes. When you go through that race, your electrolytes are so vital because of the, Um, Lactic acid that you're going to encounter in Mm -hmm. that in that particular time span. So you want to definitely keep keep it coming, keep keep drinking, keep drinking electrolytes, and and you're gonna you're gonna make it. You just gotta you just gotta focus, and that's why you always hear me say, "Go as far as you can see, and when you get there, you can go a little further." So you got to keep that in mind as you're going. Don't worry about where you at and how far you got to be. You just it's like for me, it's a constant just going to the next location going. I don't I don't think about running in miles the way I think about when I go out to run. I'm, I'm going to go out to run for an hour. I'm going to go out to run for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. If you think of it in time instead of miles, mentally, it, it's not that bad. When you think about, oh, I'm doing this many miles, then it's mentally it's different in your head. So, like for the 100 mile, I get 30 hours to complete it. So, I figure you're going to, it's going to take you at a good pace, say 17 minute pace. You can you can do it in about 27, 26 hours, you know, you can, with some time to spare. Like you said, you're going to need time to go to the bathroom
1: mm-hmm.
2: and stuff like that. That's a, put that all into it. You, you got a comfortable, basically, a, a, I call it a swift hike. You got a Swift hike going on there. <laughs> well, oh, 20 basically 24 hours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this particular race starts at 4 p.m. on a Friday on September the 8th and it ends the next night for 30 hours. So you're going to be going through the night. Um it's a this particular race is a 16-mile loop. So wow. you're going to be doing like six loops of sixteen miles, which is going to be kind of nice with eight stations all around. But at nighttime, yeah. you're gonna have your you're gonna have your little um, light thing on. You're gonna you got to make sure your battery's nice and charged up when you come around. You might have to grab another another headlight headlamp. You know,
1: one of the things I hear. I mean, I mean, it's uh it probably happens at you know at this race. Um, But the Javelina 100, the the timing of it is, you know, end of October, nights are getting cool. Like during the day, it's still hot, but nights are getting cool. The amount of layers you have to be prepared to wear. So again, like this is out in the McDowell Mountain Preserve. So a a little bit away from the heat, heat island. It cools down significantly at night, but it's hot as hell during the day. Like I know some of the guys who have run it, they were at risk of hypothermia at different points just because of like how cool it can get at night you know so you have to you know i mean that's the the, i guess that's the benefit of it being a 16 19 mile uh, like a loop situation because you can have your aid station you can change into new gear and stuff like that like based on where you're at at that point but like that i mean i imagine i mean that's why you have to approach it so thoughtfully like this is not something you do willy-nilly because you're going to be in a world of hurt at some point, you know? Right. You want to have a team.
2: The optimal thing to do is have a a team with you that keeps you, keeps everything straight for you as you come around. And like, I I did an interview with a young lady who did her first 100. (laughs) She was on mile 82 and she, she was trying to quit. She was like, Oh, I can't go no further. And she called her her partner that was with her. Called ahead to everybody that was on the team. Said, "Hey, she's talking about quitting. Um, cover up all the exit points. D- don't let her quit." And so she ended up completing it. Was happy uh-huh. about it. But your your head goes through so many highs and so many lows in such a twenty um, four hour period, where just i remember doing my first 50k i got to mile 17 and i had these cramps in my legs that were just unbearable and i got to mile 20 i think it was 22 or 23 and i said i don't think i'm going to be able to finish this and they they told me to put some electrolytes in my i, I had the straw with the backpack on but they said put some heat in there so they gave, gave me this stuff called heat which is a hammer nutrition and um I got to mile 28, Jay. And I remember I was running through the woods and I said, man, I could do 10 more miles right now. And it was, and I realized just then, I said, it's all in the fueling. This game is in the fueling. This ultra game is strictly if you get once you get your, you only can get your cardio to a certain point. And then after that, you you have to just fuel right. And then you can keep going. Get rid of that electric. Get that electrolyte in, you get that rid of that lactic acid, you out there having fun. You're yeah. out there in the in the woods having fun. <laughs> Jay, lo- Jay got that
0: look on his face.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah. I'll tell you what. So my yeah. one uh, we want to have, you know, man the tent at hobbling hundred stuff like that, but the more helpful thing um is to offer to be a patient yes you know you know know, folks are doing loops and
2: that's the team
1: you're in your third loop you're struggling right there to have someone go at that you know 17 minute pace with you in the dark at night when you're exhausted like that will help you get over the hump so
2: yes yes teamwork makes the dream work
1: absolutely absolutely
2: (laughs) the journey is the destination (laughs) hey i'm gonna say that man
0: Wow, that that's a lot to take in, man. Gosh, that is. So let me ask you something, Jake. Uh, anybody in your crew come to you and they're like, "I know you're big on the trail running. Um, I'm not a runner like that. Eh, I don't know if that's for me." What, what 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 would you say to them to get them to at least try it, consider it?
1: Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Um, there it is. I mean, just try it. Like, I mean, I was stressed. Get some proper sneakers. But we do have Mm -hmm. some very accessible trails that honestly you could make it in regular sneakers. Like you can do it. I just want to, you know, don't get crazy. We got some nice 5K loops to do. So just do it. And what's nice is that, you know, while we haven't done as many, um, incorporated as many trail runs into our weekly runs, stuff like that, there are so many other running groups in the Valley that do, mm-hmm. whether it's local sneaker stores or just, you know, various other running groups. So, I mean, that's what I'm working on right now is trying to partner with them because there's strength in numbers. Right. You know, it's one thing for me to just take another brother out and be like, oh, we're going to do this run. And he's like, well, it looks like you run a lot faster than me. Like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm nervous. And I was like, no, no, no. We got like a posse of 10 people. Like I did a, one of the local sneaker stores, runners, then they do, every two weeks, a Thursday night trail run. And I, I mean, I just happened to be free on Thursday night. My son didn't have any practices. So I was like, all right, well, let me get up there. I've been wanting to try it out. And it's great because they break it up into broke it up into three paces. They're like, all right, this group is, they're running fast. You know, like an eight and a half minute mile. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to hurt myself. Kind of do that. Like, Oh y'all, you're like a 10 minute mile." I was Like, all right, that sounds more my speed. And then it was another 13 minute mile. And it was just, It was nice because it sort of catered to all running abilities. And then even within my group, we stopped plenty. Like somebody was lagging behind, stop, take pictures, talk, whatever. Y'all ready to go? All right, let's get it moving. And like, just once you get out there, you realize that it's, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same grind that road running feels like. When you're on the road, your mentality is so like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Just keep it moving. Keep moving. I'm worried about that pace. You're on the trail. It's like, what? all right. I mean, you're looking for reasons to stop and there's beauty in just let me pause for a second. Take a look at this. let me get a good picture. Like, yeah, and I look at it, the sunset, like, and it's just a different feeling. So I think once you get people out there and they get to experience it and realize that trails aren't that scary, you know, to JT's point, like, I mean, the coyotes, they ain't bothering anybody out here. They, try, they, they mind the business. Like, I don't do evening when it gets warm out. I won't do evening or late afternoon trails because that's when the rattlesnakes are out because it's warmer and stuff like that. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not looking for trouble. But <laughs> generally, if you go out most places, you stay on the trail, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine.
2: Hey, Jade, man. We, we appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Yes, sir. Thank, thanks for telling us, man, your your, your experiences <laughs> of over there in the trails with the rattlesnakes and the coyotes, man. We appreciate you. For our listening audience, we want you all to go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you can go a little further. You have just experienced the brotherhood. Thank you for coming on, Jay.
0: Uh, appreciate it.